and do the introductions. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count, Matt and Lisa Riddle's least favorite podcast, and we have proof because they blocked us on Twitter. Famous. <laughs> uh, I am Alexis, and with me is Janae. Uh, Nicole's going to be in a bit later, and Tiff is actually dealing with some family stuff right now, so just if you have a few minutes, put her in your thoughts, and hopefully everything pulls through. Janae, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's a wonderful Sunday. It's Sunday, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. Time is all well together. It's Sunday. We set our clocks back, so it's, you know, five o'clock, and it's dark outside. And happy or uh, happy late Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. Wow. Bad, <laughs> bad Alexis. Happy late Halloween to everyone who celebrates it. If you don't celebrate Halloween, hope you had a great day anyway. Uh, but let's get out of the casualties here and get right into wrestling. Uh, so it looks like right now, as always, after Hell in a Cell, it is now officially Survivor Series season. And Raw, Raw was horrible. Like, just, just straight up horrible. Hey, what what do you think of it? Um, I mean, unfortunately, I had to watch it. Uh, there was, <laughs> there were some, there were some good matches, but just overall, it just, it, what you would expect from a Raw. Crappy. Uh, the only thing I could, there's a few things I wrote down here. Um, of course, it looks like they're going to restart the Bray versus Randy feud, which I don't understand. Why didn't they have the Fiend feuding with Drew? Because I'm going to be honest, I hated this feud so much when they first did it back, oh God, a couple years ago. Because you knew what was going to happen, but you didn't know if it was going to be Bray or Randy who came out on top. And to this day, people are mad that because to them, Bray got buried because it was Orton. I, I never just, saw that. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, so I, I would have to go back and watch that feud myself. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. That is so honestly, I feel like the reason they put the title on Randy, I mean, it is for the fact that um, he's on his way out the door. He's going to become a part timer. But I think mm -hmm. and this is me personally, I think since we're going to have survivors with Randy Orton versus um, Roman Reigns, I think they want to save Drew McIntyre from taking the pin in a sense, even though he lost to Randy Orton. So I have a feeling that Randy Orton has the title and The Fiend at this moment is going after Randy Orton. I don't see Randy Orton winning Survivor Series against Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns beats him. And then I see Randy Orton dropping the title um, back to Drew McIntyre. But I think from that from now until that point happens, something's going to happen with him and, uh, and The Fiend to where even though Randy, even though Drew McIntyre is going to get that title back, 
they're still going to keep that storyline with the fiend and Randy Orton, and they're probably just going to throw random people at Drew McIntyre just to like keep him busy until they figure something out. You know, I I didn't even think about the whole protecting Drew thing because I was wondering if Drew was going to go into Survivor Series representing Raw and Roman's hot on SmackDown right now, who's going to eat that in? Because there's no way this match could end in a double, like, disqualification. I mean, it could, but it would piss a lot. You almost have to give the pin to Roman in a sense. Like, he he came back. He's really white hot right now. Um, His storyline with um, Jey Uso is really good. He's doing really great things as a heel as far as, like, even his, like, promo skills. So you really wouldn't want Drew McIntyre to get that win over Roman Reigns. But at the same time, Drew McIntyre, um, he's someone who's doing really good things as a, as a champion when he on Raw. And it's just, like, you really want to have him get pinned as well. So, in a sense, you would put the title on someone who could take the pin, which would be Randy Orton. Like, if Randy Orton got beat by Roman Reigns, that's not gonna that's not gonna hurt uh Randy Orton at all. So I can see them doing that. So Roman can face Randy, Roman can win um that match and then see Randy probably drop it to Drew McIntyre at TLC. That you know what? That makes sense because uh, and if not at TLC, and also depending on how long Edge is still out with his injury, I see them running with either uh, Bray versus Randy or Randy versus Drew up to Royal Rumble, but I don't see them going any further than WrestleMania with it. No, I don't either. But that, no. but that all depends on if, when, and if Edge decides to come back again. Uh, but I like the fact that Drew is still showing that he wants his championship back and proving that he's a fighting champion. I I liked Drew as champion because on a personal level, it was just one of those feel-good stories where it was like this young kid who was supposed to be pushed to be the next best thing. He, you know, it was too much for him to handle. He left. He built himself up to the point where WWE came back to him and said, hey, come back. And, you know, finally he was able to to get where he needed to be. I really, I really like that just as a personal level. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I got to ask. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I enjoy him as a champion, too. I think he was a good choice to be champions, especially with what's going on in the world right now. And I think he's taking what he's been given and he's making it into something great. So that's why I'm just hoping that Randy having the title is just temporarily and it's just so they can save Drew McIntyre from taking that pin from Roman Reigns. That one, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I would have never guessed about the whole protecting Roman and Drew. Like, that's actually a really smart idea. I mean, that could be wrong. Okay. I'm wrong. Hi, well, I'm no. here. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, yay. Nicole's here. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. My, my, my family was, was, of course, late virtually because we can't also be late in real life. We have to be late on on the internet and that it was just <laughs> everyone's just very sidetracked so 
Well, that's okay. You um, you actually caught us in a really good discussion because Janae brought up something that um, I really didn't think of this. Because um, you're the one who stated that this is probably Randy's last full-time run, that he's probably on his way out from being a full-timer. Janae brought up a very good point. She said that the reason, and I want your opinion on this, the reason that they had Drew drop the title to Randy is to protect Drew from getting pinned by Roman because if Randy Orton gets pinned by Roman, no one's going to care. But if Roman pinned Drew, everybody on Twitter would lose their absolute shit. Yes. Yeah. I think I think it's a combination of both that, you know, Randy is on his way out the door, give him that title reign where he has 14 titles. So now he's in his mind considered a legend, but I was, yeah, but I also think it's to protect Drew from taking uh, having to take a pin from Roman. I think it's a culmination of things. That's why I wasn't upset. And probably also because Randy is like not like he's he's really turned himself around as like trying to be like a mentor and like be like a better person behind like in the locker room. So I was like, I knew it was going to happen eventually. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon that they were going to give him I, the title again but I wasn't surprised by it but that also makes sense um I think they're doing that and also I think that's going to be the same thing with the new day because if the new day loses to street profits it's just kind of like they're still fine yeah it's just the torch too yeah it's just like passing the torch because they'll be like they're like okay we're here to help you know uplift the you know the new guy so i think that's another reason cuz new day losing for the street profits doesn't do doesn't hurt them just like and i don't know if you guys talked about this yet just like how daniel bryan losing clean to Jay Uso doesn't really affect him. It raises up Jay Uso stock, and this would raise up Street Profit stock, but this doesn't necessarily harm either of the losers. No, we actually didn't. I we weren't speaking of that. We're just talking about Raw right now, and then. Uh, but yeah, when you say it like that, it it makes sense. Like. WWE is actually putting into work for the next guys stepping up instead of being overshadowed by the like basically the ghost of the past. So good for them. Good for them. All right. So I have to ask you too. What the fuck is going on with retribution? Like what what the hell is this bullshittery that I'm seeing from them? Because I saw the clip when they were there on Monday and I'm I'm still pissed about this whole thing (laughs) like this group is just irritating as shit and then you got Mia Yim saying oh I was acting like I was possessed like what so thing with retribution we all know they were just kind of put together really quickly to appease the investors on the quarterly call because one of the questions on the last quarterly call was what are you going to do for declining ratings and Vince said they have to start building new stars so they hastily put retribution together with no like real road of where they're going, like what was their goal or anything. In my opinion, at this point, I think 
Vince is kind of over retribution. So he's just like, well, I did it. It didn't work. So I don't know where we're going to go. So I think at this point, they're just like, just letting retribution get their asses kicked by the hurt business because he just doesn't really care. Um, with the Mia Yim thing, I saw a lot of people jumping on her for saying that she was mimicking a seizure. Um, now I've been around people who have, who have had seizures before. I've been around a lot of people. You'll find that in my job profession where I work outdoors, um, there are times where there are people that do have seizures. She to me, she was not having a seizure. All the people that I've been around that have had seizures before, I've never seen them like scratch themselves. They usually just like their body tenses and seizes up really badly. So I was like, I don't think it's a seizure. Um, and then she also posted a clip of the movie Friday where um, Chris Tucker's character, Smokey, had took some angel dust. And he was just like freaking out and doing a lot of crazy things. And I remember that scene. And I was just like, that falls more in line with what she was doing. Because she also posted that after people were saying, how dare you have a seizure? Um, and she was like, this is my favorite movie. I love this scene. And on top of that, uh, backstage, re backstage reports are saying that Vince McMahon wanted her to do the seizure, but everyone in Retribution, including her, thought that would be um, just really disrespectful and that they weren't they weren't for having her pretending to have a seizure. So he agreed to that. And that's what you finally saw on Raw. It wasn't a seizure at all. I don't know what it was. I just know I don't ever want to see it again. That was like just watching the clip was painful. I was just like, what the fuck are they doing the Mia? Like, ugh. Nicole, what do you think? Um, I just think that it's just everything about it is a mess now. It's just like really bad. It's just like it's just really, really bad. Um. Honestly, if, like, Ali left after his contract was done, then I wouldn't be shocked. I actually fucking encourage it at this point because they don't respect him. Um, nope, they don't. So, I would, yeah, no, fuck that. I would, um... I don't know why I'm acting like I can't curse on here. Um, so I would, but yeah, I would, I don't, I don't know. I think he should, he should leave. Um, if this doesn't work out, like they quote unquote say that it's going to work out, then he, sh he should be gone because they don't, They don't respect him. They're not using him correctly. They don't about him. And if he literally packed, I mean, AEW isn't really the the shiny, the shiniest thing right now either. Sort of. They they have their own issues. I mean, if he fucking went over there, I'd just be like, Jesus, anything at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it's I I want them. I want them to do. I think retribution wasn't bad at first. It was act. It was it was cool. It was like okay, these people, and then it just got very wonky, and then it got even more wonky. I, I think once they added like the dumbass. I think if they just kept them in like the black, 
you know, like the plain black mask that they had on or like the ski, like the ski mask, like something like that completely like blacks your face out. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, sort of kind of like an anonymous type of thing or like how the hacker was. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been fine. I think it's just adding the mask, um, adding. So the aliases is a good idea, but the names are awful. Yeah. Yeah, like they could have had Reckoning and what was the other one? What was um what's the fuck was her name? What was um Mercedes Martinez? What was hers? Uh, No, Retribution. The two girls were Retribution and Reckoning. No, No. was Reckoning and then uh Mercedes was like Hers was, she had the best one. I forgot what it was. Like reta- retaliation. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Was it retaliation? Yeah, because she had a she had a really good one. So she has the best what? name out of them. But, oh. yeah, if they had, like, if they, like, tried harder with, like, the aliases, I think that's still, I think that would have been a cool. So Retribution is a good idea um, purposefully not executed well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, also on Raw, uh, we have the Survivor Series teams picked. The women's team is already done. Uh, women's Raw team will consist of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana, who again got through put through a table for her troubles. At this point, I uh, yeah. and on the men's side, we have three out of the five. We have Sheamus, AJ, and Keith Lee. For the love of God, I don't care who the next two people are. Let Keith Lee be the sole survivor for Raw. Let him I think win. that's what they're lining him up for. Because, I mean, a- she- Sheamus and AJ? Nah. I'm not I'm not into it. But I am I am looking forward to the women's the women's uh the women's match. But I have a question about that when we get into SmackDown. Um besides Bray and Randy, Drew and Retribution, did anything else happen on Raw that was worth mentioning? No, I think we can move on. Okay, so we're gonna Hey everyone, this is Alexis from Down for the Count, and uh, just want to give you, our lovely listeners, a heads up. We will be talking about uh, some issues that may not be comfortable with certain people about the Aaliyah and Murphy telenovela, as we like to call it. Um, if you are not comfortable with talking about any type of child grooming or anything like that, please skip forward. We don't want to trigger anybody. And we wanted to put this warning out first uh, before you heard something that uh, people just didn't want to hear. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. We're going to move on to SmackDown. And we're going to start out with Janae's telenovela. Because for some reason, she is in absolute love with this storyline. I hate it on so many different levels. The reason Janae, why I love it is because one of those... It's one of those, so you know when you see a movie that's a really bad movie, and you tell your friends, this movie's really bad, just don't watch it. It's horrible. 
But then you have those movies that are so bad and so shitty. You want people to watch it to see how dumb and entertaining and stupid it is. This is how Tommy. I see. Go ahead. Like the room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yeah. So to me, this my telenovela, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. It's shitty. It's horrible. But it's so bad. I'm entertained by how bad it is and how WWE thinks that they're doing something really good with it. And they're not. And it's just it's so messy. And I'm just like. I'm going to watch it. It's just so messy. I'm just like this. They're really feeling themselves thinking they doing something with this. It's just that it's really bad. Um, I, 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 I agree can, with Nicole. This is this is just stupid from from this point. Um, really? It's not more stupid. It's so, and this is just me. Um, this is just not good at a moral standpoint. I know that's something very odd for WWE, but um, so Aaliyah is nineteen. Mhm. Buddy Murphy is 32, I believe. Yes. There are a lot of things wrong with that. Um, And also, it kind of perpetuates... I I don't want to go... Okay, I don't want to get, like, too deep into this, but it kind of shows... Okay, so it's not as bad as it was, but predominantly, I'll say, within, like, Alexis and I's age group. You know, there would be, like, girls who would have boyfriends who were, like, you'd be, who are maybe, like, 16 or something, or 15, and they had boy, boyfriends are 18, 19, 20, even 20 years old, like, in full-blown college. There was a girl who I went to high school with who was in my grade, and her boyfriend was my I'll still call her my sister-in-law because she's my nephew's uh, mother. My ex-sister-in-law, her her boyfriend graduated high school the same year as them, as her, four years before we did. Actually, no, six years before we did. So her boyfriend was literally finishing out college while we were like freshmen basically that's creepy yes so that's creepy so it's kind of it's like perpetuating like sort of that thing of how even though yes girls do mature faster than boys um it's sort of like those things like you're getting groomed and you don't know you're getting groomed does that make sense no, because it, you it, think you're like, okay, I'm like dating like this guy that's older and like guys like, oh, like guys my age, like they, like they don't get in like a maturity level, but you're in reality like getting groomed by like this fucking predator. So I think showing like perpetuating that on national TV isn't very responsible and I don't like want it to be renormalized again. And, you know, if if y'all have listened to the show, or if you're new, I'll let you in this. I am the proud mom of a very cool six-year-old little girl, and she will whoop your ass. 
don't try her because <laughs> she takes too much after me. And I'm sitting here watching this and then I'm looking at her and in the back of my mind, this one thing my mom always told me when I was in high school and it makes sense to me then and it makes sense to me now. She goes, Alexis, if a man that age is dating a girl in her early, her late teens, early 20s, younger, there's only one reason why they're dating them, and it's not because they're in love. And that's always stuck with me. And come to find out, guess what? Mom, you were right. <laughs> so I have I a just, question. What would be an age range for, let's say, someone that is 19 to date? I well, think between like 18 and I'll say like maybe 21 and that's pushing it. I I would agree I would agree with that because I have an older brother. He's 7 years older than me. So I never wanted to date anyone who was at least like 4 years older with me because technically that would be getting into my brother's age and it that creeped me out. But if you're 19, it's cool if like 19, 20, 21 even though I'd be like, you're 19, you can't go in any bars with them. You can't really go and you can go into clubs, but you can't drink. Like, what's the point of going? 22 would be pushing it, but that would be the age limit that I would be okay with. Now, if she goes out and she starts dating a 30-something-year-old man, I understand she's a, she's 19, she's considered an adult, but she's still my child. and I would not be comfortable with her be bringing an older man to our house, especially one that was like at her dad's age. And I know how guys were at her dad's age. And I know why guys that age date younger women. It's, it's not that hard to look at and be like, Oh, okay. And we can say vice versa. You see young women dating older men. Is there some time a love connection? Yes. But what's the situation most of the time? They're dating them because they're sugar daddies or they're paying you to spend time with them. Yeah, and also, um, see, what's his name? Think it's Seahawk or some shit on Twitter. Um, And he said it, like, perfectly. He said, he was like, if, he's like, if I had, like, if I group of friends, and he's like, and one of our guy friends was like, hey, like, I'm talking to this chick. And she's 19, and he was like, I really, I would be looking at him funny because he was like, she can't even like do stuff with us, like right about it, like you can't do, like you can't like say like, oh, let's like, oh, we want to do like a couples thing and go to a winery. She can't go, um, or we'll be like, oh, let's like, hey, we want to take like a weekend trip, take like go to like a cabin and like do all this other stuff okay yeah maybe she could go but she can't go out to say like oh we want to like go out to like a lounge or something she can't fucking go oh we want to like go and get drinks okay everyone has drinks but she's over here with a fucking club soda like you can't and it's kind of like you're at literally two different points of your life hopefully hopefully I'm just going to play devil's advocate because 
we like to play devil's advocate sometimes. We're not trying to, to shit on you liking this, Janae. It's just, yeah. you know. I just can't. Just, it just, it that, just takes us out. It's not about for me for like the, the story. I'm looking at it. I'm removing the ages. And I'm just looking at the story regard, like regardless of who's in it. Like you could have had two different wrestlers in their places and still run the same story like word for word. And I still feel like it's just shitty as hell. But it's a telenova nonetheless. So I'm just doing the devil's advocate because sometimes like when we do have these discussions, we do come in and do like the devil's advocate kind of thing. So my thing is, let's say we take Sasha Banks for as an example. Would you say she was she's in that grooming kind of thing when it comes to her husband? Because she was 19 and he was 26. Oh, yeah. But I, I oh, shit with that. Yeah, I, and I can't remove myself from that because I've seen too many like people that happen. Like hell, that happened to my mother. Mother was way too young to be even getting married or anything. My father, my mom, my dad was way over, way too young, old to be dating my mother. That's like a whole nother thing, and I've like I've seen it before my friends. So like I, that's like one of the few I can't remove that for myself and I do agree with that about Sasha Banks but that's like a whole nother can of worms and um thing that's why I don't really like fuck with Mikazi all like that I did not know that um I have a friend of mine she does not listen to the show so uh, but I'm still not gonna say her name her husband is way older than her and when I first met him I thought it was her dad and then she goes, no, that's my husband. And I just kind of look at her and I look at him and she's like, you know, we just really blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like the whole time I'm like, you're my best friend. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to get into a fight right now. But I told her later, I'm like, and then like now she's like, he doesn't want to do anything. He says he's too old. And I'm like, well, you know, it's like that moment when you want to say something, but you know it's better off if you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't like, when I was like 23, and, well, not 23, I was 20, because I was working at McDonald's. I was like 21 or 22, and I'm not going to lie, I was messing with a guy who was in his 30s, um, and I didn't see it as he was trying to groom me like we had a lot of things in common as far as like music we loved music we loved of course the time I was going to like transition into like going to work outdoors and we we would talk and we would have a conversation and he never pressured me to get in my pants like none of that so I never saw it as grooming. I saw it as oh I think he's cute I like him we have stuff in common he thinks I'm cute um, we have stuff in common. We have really great conversation. I mean, it obviously didn't work out because I ended up leaving and moving to go work um, with, in, within my job profession that I have now. And I'm one of those people who's like, I can't do long, long distance relationships because I don't think those work at all. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is, sorry, this sucks. It's not going to work out. Um, but I do think in certain aspects, there is a creepy factor when you have someone that's very young, that's dating someone that's older than them but there are those instances where there's those rare moments where you do find something 
a common connection balance, even though there is a big age gap. Um, and I just, I, I think, because like me and Tiff are on the page, we're like, the girls 19 is its storyline. And we're talking more towards the people, you know, that had a problem with it, but they're okay when certain TV shows and movies come out that have the same storyline. And they're okay with that. They're, and they're just like, well, that's just TV. It's not real. But then, they, you know, they'll turn around and, like, say, well, this WWE thing, that's that's so wrong. And it's like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're thinking the WWE storyline is wrong, that anytime any movies come out, TV shows or whatever, that have that similar storyline where even if it's a man or a woman that's young in age and they're dating an older gentleman or an older woman, you should see some wrong in that, too. But we're noticing oh, when we see that comments and stuff like that, you're yeah, not I'll seeing problem in that seconds i i've i've had a problem with that ever since god i was watching some movie with my mom and dad i was like 12 or 13 years old and there was a scene i can't remember this movie i wish i could but it was this beautiful young girl she was like very young actress i don't even think she's around anymore to be honest with you but she was this very beautiful actress and then um, oh, no, it was Tin Cup, duh, because it had Angelina Jolie in it, because it was, like, one of her first major, like, mainstream movies, and she was playing someone who, uh, like, the love interest of Billy Bob Thornton, and I'm just like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, it's, or is it, or you think, did, isn't there another movie that's weird like that, and oh, who is, is it? Is it Juliette <laughs> Lewis? Do you know what I'm talking about? Natural Born Killers? Yes. That movie's awesome, but I will admit that that whole movie is just extremely fucked up. Like, yeah. that whole movie is fucked up. <laughs> but it's like, you see, anytime, like, I was watching Tin Cup, and here's Angelina Jolie at, like, her peak goth queen, I want to be you, high school, you know, middle school, high school Alexis. And it's like, she's drop dead gorgeous, and then she's with a man, and she's a grown ass woman at this point, okay? So it's like she's with Billy Bob Thornton, and I'm like, he's the same age as your dad. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you see where I was getting with that? I, I I've always found that extremely uncomfortable. And I I and again, we're not trying to trash you liking this. We're we're not saying that at all. But not only is he getting creepy. It's getting to the point where I don't think anybody cares about this anymore. I, 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 I was on Twitter and um, <laughs> I posted on my Twitter. I was like, girl, if you just say you love him, I'm going to lose my shit. And then right after I posted that, she was like, but dad, I love him. And I was like, oh, really? We're going this Romeo Juliet. You guys can't be together, but we're going to fight for our love. You know what that you know that what that reminded me of? It was that scene from The Little Mermaid when King Triton's fucking up Ariel's shit because mm-hmm. he found the statue of Eric. And he's like telling her, he's like, she goes, you can't tell me what to do. I'm 16 years old. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up, little bitch. <laughs> like, first of all. And then she's like, no, daddy, I love him. I'm like, bitch, you, you saved him from drowning. That is like what your relationship is built on. <laughs> like... Have you had a conversation with him? No. Like, for all you know, he's a misogynistic piece of shit. 
that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, this is Little Mermaid. What the fuck is this bullshit that I'm watching? <laughs> so bad. But so she confessed her love for Murphy finally. Yep, confessed her love. And then they shared a really awkward kiss. They weren't actually kissing. It was like in the early like 50s, 60s movie where they just like really pressed their lips together and like turn away from the camera. So they're not like really kissing. It just looks like they're kissing. I hope they mm-hmm. breathed it because that would have been bad. Do you think Murphy, because I, I guess because Aaliyah, she's grown up around this her entire life. She, I don't know how she feels about it because, girl, you need some acting lessons. Do you well, guys think she's using, well, she's basically using this as like an acting class? Which, I mean, I'm I'm like 100% here for. I think that's like cool. Um, but not this. Like, no. But. Because I know this is storyline and I know they're doing it. Do you, because sometimes when I do watch it, do you guys ever get the sense that Murphy is very uncomfortable that he's having to do this as well? He looks uncomfortable. Okay, so. so He looks uncomfortable. Oh, they finally confessed their love. All right. Uh, then it, what, what else happened on SmackDown? Because I'm horrible and I did not watch Raw or SmackDown this week. Um, they had their, which I thought was kind of weird that they did went this way. So they had their qualifying matches for the women. Um, and Bianca Belair won as she should not. Yes. Uh, but when you look at the roster they have, I don't see why they would have qualifying. I mean, they could have qualifying matches, but it's like, you, Bianca, Bianca's in it. It's like, you kind of feel like, you know, Natty's going to be in it anyways. Um, so they're probably, they'll probably run back Natty and Billy Kay for like the second spot. Um, it, they should have just, honestly, the way they did it with Raw, I feel like they should have just like, picked the teams like the way they did for raw because mm-hmm. they're just trying to fill out time for the tv show but they really don't have much to work with in terms of like an actual team like my team that i had was bianca natalia ruby riot Liv morgan and then i was gonna throw bailey in there because it's like why wouldn't you put bailey in the team sasha's going up against Asuka. So you could use Bailey for that, because after that, all you have is Zelina and Billy Kay, and then Tamina. So you don't really that, have much to work with. That was that was something I wrote down here on my little cheat sheet. Um, I was gonna ask you guys, because of SmackDown being the way it was, do you think they're gonna have women re-wrestle again for spots? And Janae pretty much answered my question right there. <laughs> Thank you, Janae. Uh we also looks like, well, you guys got it. The bloodline is officially forming because okay. Jey Uso finally snapped and took out Daniel Bryan. I beat the shit out of him. I can't, I'm, uh, here's what, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this because it's like you didn't even try to rebel, you, you said I quit because your brother was getting, not your brother was getting hurt while he was injured 
I don't even think my own brother would do that for me, to be honest with you. But it's like, you didn't even get an attempt, like, okay, you're, you're doing this whole sympathetic thing in the beginning of the show, and then you turn, and it's like, dude, you didn't even, you didn't even try to rebel against him. You're just like, okay, I'll fall in line, and it's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Um... If you, it's one of those things, so if you watch the show, if you watch, like, throughout the show, and, like, even, like, during, like, the beginning parts of your match, you could tell he was, like, something was off. Yeah. Like, you, like, you can, like, visibly tell, like, something is, like, wrong. And it's, like, it was more of, like, an internal struggle, but it also could have been, like, one of those things where... You, they could do so much with this. They could do it where he's like fucking cracked and he's just like and he's like, you know what, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Or they can be like him like being reluctant. Okay, this is what I'm gonna have to play into to like eventually take him down. Like there's so much that they can do with that. Yeah, because, like, when he they, when they were talking in the ring, one of the things I noticed was before was, well, if you don't want to comply, you're out of the family. You, you, your wife, your kids, your kids' kids, your brother, his wife, their kids. But on this SmackDown, when they were in the ring, Roman Reigns said, by the end of the night, you will fall in line. So I took that as, oh, he's going to make Jay fall in line. It's not going to be, well, you're done for, you're out of the family. He said... I will make you fall in line. So I took it as at the end of the show when he beat the hell out of um, um, Daniel Bryan, that during that show, he was struggling backstage with the decision of what he he should do. Like, should he rebel or should he just, you know what, I'm just going to I'm just going to fall in line. And when they had that match and Roman came out, I think that was one of those things where it's just like we are at the end of the show. He is going to make me fall in line. I know what he can do when we are in the ring together. He just cracked. And he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. Because after the show ended, they posted a clip of what happened after the cameras went off air. And he fully, fully cracked. Like, they came out with, like, a stretcher to put Daniel. Um, they came out with a – he came out, continued to attack him, put him on the, um, the, the stretcher board or whatever. And as he's walking away, he just turned around. And started beating the shit out of Daniel Bryan. And you can hear him saying, like, I I have to show him. I have to show him. I have to, you know, show him that I understand. So he's, like, fully cracked. So whatever happened between the beginning of the show backstage to that match, like, it was an internal struggle to where he had to make that ultimate decision. Now, he could be playing the role, like, I have to do this. But I, I honestly think he just he just finally, like, cracked and was like, I have to do this. or I'm going to be responsible for my family and my brother's family to be booted out of the family. Yeah. And he was like talking to himself too. If that's yeah. not a sure sign, someone's like lost their fucking marbles. I don't know what is. But yeah, uh, I mean, that was. I talked to myself. But, yeah, all the I time. think it's oh. just like, it's cool. I mean, there's just so much you can do with it. And the good thing with, like, the Bloodline storyline, like, you can add so... you They can literally add everyone because it's, like, a fucking black pit of people who are who are in that family. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, like, fucking rabbits. 
And I don't know who posted, but someone posted a, a photo. And this is just like the people who are not signed. Who are in, uh, who train out of the Samoa, whatever fuck Rikishi's damn school is called. Samoan factory, Samoan dice, whatever that's called. Oh, um, so many people. And so it was like, what the fuck? He was like, are all these people? And it's like, yes, majority of those people are fat twos and analyze. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of the Usos, is it the Usos brother or Roman brother? He's a, he's the champ over in MLW right now, Joseph Fatu, right? That, that's Jacob. And I think he's a cousin. They're all fucking related some way or another. Um, their brother wrestles somewhere. I don't remember his name. I don't remember. It's also yeah, starts with a, it also starts with a fucking J. Yeah, um, their family runs really, really not Jacob. Also, he he is also married to a black lady. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, their family runs really, really deep. Because if they even wanted to do like a one-off where they're just like, hey, we want to bring in so and so and so so that that our wrestlers on the indie scene for a one-off to show up on WWE, and we'll give them them coins to kind of do. They did a- do that. They had someone show up. I will like, that, that was their brother. And his uncle. Uh, I'm like talking about like now, like at this moment, like like on a, another SmackDown, like after Survivor Series, bring in Jacob, bring in the Usos brother, bring in. I remember bringing that one guy that was their cousin that got his ass kicked pretty good. Like bring them all in, and you can have a storyline where it's like now you want Jimmy to fall in line too, and Jimmy ain't having it. You can just like bring them all out. Like they can go, they can do so much with this story there's so many avenues that they can take i it wouldn't it can't it won't get old because they can just i mean if they really wanted to in some weird crazy way they could bring tamina in it for like a quick thing i don't know they can do so much with it and that's the kind of story storyline that i like to see with wwe where it's like you don't technically know where the story's going because they have so many avenues and routes that they can take with it that it's always a, it's always a surprise and you're not just sitting here like well another telenovela like this is an actual good story like there's there's more emotions behind it and like like um hell in a cell when there was uh rikishi and roman's dad stand was it rikishi that was there? no it was it was the head shrinkers right it was his uncle and Roman's uncle and his dad. Like, I was so mad. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your daddy. Fuck your uncle. Fuck you. Like, I was just going off. And, uh, yeah, like, because there's emotion behind it at this point. Because, like, the difference, because someone was asking, they're like, well, what's the difference between the Mysterio storyline and this? I'm like, because this is keeping you entertained. The Mysterio of Seth storyline should have stopped at Extreme Rules. Like, I'm sorry. It, it does not need to keep going. There's emotion behind it. There's an actual story that, you know, you want to get invested in. And it's one of those things where if you've done right over a long term, you can look back at this, like, years down the road and be like, and bring this up as one of the, like, stories in the WWE that was, like, really good. Where this is elevating everybody, not just one person. It's elevating everybody that's involved with the storyline. 
Yeah, I just I, I really like it. I think everyone's doing a fantastic job with it. Um, really proud of everyone involved. Yeah, and, and Roman Roman's doing really good as a heel, and I guess people tend to forget that when the Shield first came out, they were heels. Roman didn't do any. It was like a good while before Roman actually. Woke up on the mic. It was either Seth or Mox. My cousin called him Mox now because that's what he goes by. That was on the mic. Roman was just standing there, and you're just like, who fucks that guy? Why is he? Why is the angry Samoan just standing there? Like, who is he going to kill? Like, it, it was kind of like one of those things. And uh, I guess people forget that he came in as a heel, and he didn't talk. He just showed up, wrecked people's shit, and left. I'm like, so you were doing this how many years ago? And it just took them now to make this out of you? Okay. <laughs> and just a piece of advice for everybody. The only Samoan, it seems, in wrestling that are not related to Rikishi or Roman is Samoa Joe. He is a totally different family. Actually, I think he's the only one in his family who wrestles. So don't. Yeah. Don't that that's a very easy way to piss him off. And I do not want Samoa Joe mad at me. I, I mean, I, I've said it before. If Joe kills me, I go out with a smile on my face. But this is, I don't want him to kill me like because I said that. Um, <laughs> TMI. Um, so we had the SmackDown men's qualifications. And of course, we have Jay Uso and Kevin Owens, which. I like that because there was something going on with Kevin and Daniel Bryan. So Kevin might be a little pissed at Jay. So we'll see how that goes. And of course, our goddess, Bianca Belair, she will be on the SmackDown women's team. Make her captain. Just make her win everything. Um, so that's it really for SmackDown. Uh, Nicole, did you watch NXT UK? No, oh, I'm so fucking mad because I heard the match has really been good. I haven't had the time. I'll probably watch it tomorrow because okay. when I was trying to watch it, it wouldn't. The network has been really awful lately for some reason and not really like working for me. So I need to watch it because I heard the match with Walter and um, Ilya Dragon off was literally amazing. Um, people were saying like, that's just one of the best um, WWE matches they've seen, like period. Holy shit. Um, also, it was Meltzer's first five-star to WWE match all year. Hmm. Um, and I've seen, I've seen, I've seen one match of them before. I don't remember if it was like progress or it was like ICW or something, but I've seen a match with them on Indies and that was also very fantastic. Um, so I'm not surprised Walter constantly puts on five-star matches in my opinion, but he's just one of those her. people He's just consistently like that good. So I'm not surprised in Ilya Dragunov. He's someone I really liked. He's really like coming onto his own since being on NXT UK. 
Like, he's really getting over that, so I'm kind of sad. Especially when there was a crowd. Like, he was really over. I mean, he's over now, but... Especially, like, when people were able to, like, attend shows in real life. Um, But I'm excited to watch it because I, like, I like to talk about how his matches, Walter and Tyler Bates take over matches, like, still to this day, like, one of the best wrestling matches I have ever watched, period. Like, across any board. So I'm, like, super excited to watch this. But the WWE Network has been acting stupid, so I haven't yet. But I will watch it before our next recording for sure. No, no problem. And you guys can always follow us on Twitter for live reactions to to Raw, NXT, SmackDown, AEW, MLW, which will be coming back later on this month, which I'm excited for, NWA, Um, Impact. And any wrestling show we can get our hands on. We know Full Gear is coming up right now. But again, times are hard. So we're going to have, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to actually order it. But we'll worry about that when that time comes. So, Uh, uh, there's one. I want to talk about Paris' bumping before we move on to the news. Because I know that's more of like going to be the chunk of the show. Well, we're going to talk about NXT, or NXT US real quick. Or not real quick, but you know what I mean. Okay. But, but I go think ahead. Paris' bumping was the same night. I just yeah. want to talk about Paris' bumping really quick before I forget about it. Well, I don't want, why well, wouldn't forget about it because it was amazing. But before I do a Nicole thing and miss something, I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> so Paris' bumping was... Um, a paper, another show that was supposed to happen during uh, Mania weekend, but obviously that didn't happen. It was put together by Billy Dixon, and also shout out to um, WrestleJoy because they also were pretty big sponsors for helping be able to get this show put together. But it was just um, amazing from top to the bottom. Um, Darius within even with like Darius's um Darius and Billy's match which was amazing to the four-way four-way match for the Divas Championship was just the best thing I've literally seen like ever it was just hilarious and then it was good and it was just like it was just funny and it was just like everything to like Candy Candy Lee's um voguing ballroom scene within a wrestling <laughs> ring, which is also amazing. What? That's but so it, it was just so good. There's just so much going on in the best possible way. That is that is rad. Um where can we watch that? Is it on YouTube or um you so it's on IWTV. Um so you go on IWT, so it's um, basically a giant hub, the, a giant hub of um, independent wrestling from all, from literally anything that you can think of. Um, so if you also register, if you don't have IWTV, if you register and you use the um, code um, PIB. Um, 2020, you get um, a five-day free trial as well. Hmm. 
So please do that. Please watch Paris is Bumping. If you want to also watch another um, LGBT POC um, show, um, if you missed on Uncanny Attraction's latest show, that's also on there. Um, just shooting from my local promotion, our um, PW, Ruthless Pro Wrestling, also um, has a channel on there. They started putting stuff on. Um, Defy's catalog is amazing as always. And that's on there. So it's just, yeah, just like, like watch it. Support independent wrestling, please. Yes, for the love of God, because they need, they need more help than any of the major promotions right now. Um, also, if you are in the sound of my voice in Tennessee on November 21st, uh, Mid-South Wrestling Alliance will be doing a show on behalf of Tracy Smothers, who unfortunately passed away at the very young age of 58 this week. Um, our hearts and condolences go out to his friends and family. The show was originally, this is what breaks my heart, the show was originally to help Tracy pay his medical bills, and now it's turning into a fundraiser to help pay um, for his funeral cost. Uh, I will not be able to attend the show that night because I have, <coughs> excuse me, um, I have previous plans, but I will be planning to make a small do- donation to MSWA, find them on Facebook, and the, all the uh, everything will be on there. But please, please support indie wrestling. They're out here doing great things for people. And you just see some great talent you'll never see on TV. All right. So, I Wednesday, I was finally happy with watching wrestling on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> After 20-some-odd years. God, I am fucking old. 20-some-odd years. Halloween Havoc was resurrected back from the dead. And not only was it on USA Network, it was hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. And I officially am in love with that woman. Like, I I, I can't hide it anymore, Shotzi. I love you. <laughs> she looks so good. She looks fucking amazing. She was serving looks and looks like capital L E W. You can throw a couple W's and K and like a lot of S's like looks. She, she ate and she left nothing for us to pick up after. Like she just, she was fucking gorgeous. The, the Frankenstein monster thing she was wearing. Oh my God. But we could spend all the, Oh, the boots. Shotzi, if you can hear this, please let us know where you bought that. I I need to know for reasons, and my husband would like to know where you bought that stuff for reasons, too. (laughs) Um, All right, so we could talk about Shotzi Blackheart all night, but there's actually stuff that happened during the show. So, unfortunately, we do have to talk about that. (sighs) All right, so... Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. I'm still kind of bitter about this because Johnny Gargano is now a two-time NXT United States champion. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Gargano 
because we have said what we've said about him multiple times. But there was no reason that Priest had to drop that title to him. Because at this point, and I've told these, I've told these two, and I told Tiff, I'm sick of Gargano. I'm tired. He either needs to go to the main roster. And if you don't want to go to the main roster, you need to start stepping back and doing backstage stuff for NXT. And when I say that, people are like, well, Ciampa is going to be in NXT. I'm like, yeah, there is a difference, though. Ciampa's neck is literally, sorry, Tiff, Ciampa's neck is literally hanging on by a thread. He knows, and he said himself, quote me, tell me if I'm wrong or not, but he said because of his neck, he would not be able to keep up with the normal touring schedule that WWE main roster would have. And he wanted to be able to be around for his daughter as she gets older. So he's like, I'm going to finish my career in NXT. This might be Ciampa's last run. We don't know. But that's his reason for staying in NXT. And I can respect that. Gargano, on the other hand, he's been in NXT for God, how long has Johnny been in NXT? Like 40 years and 49, like, geez. Some biblical shit going on right there. Like, fucking I just don't understand why he had to drop it to Priest. Because I think Priest is doing a good job. I I like him. Like, I uh, it, it took me a while to get used to him, but I like him. But yeah. I was not happy with the fact that Johnny Gargano won. And I'm like, why are you taking titles unless Priest is coming up, which I doubt it because he's not ready for main roster yet. Um, but what? Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I heard he dropped, Priest dropped it to him because he might, Priest is most likely going to be needed in the main event scene since the main event men's scene isn't really anything right now, if you really think about it. On NXT or the main roster? Um, the NXT. Oh, yeah. we They need all the help they can get at this point. Um, yeah. Jay, did you watch Halloween Havoc at all, or? Yeah, I watched Halloween Havoc. Um, I mean, I'm not happy about Gargano winning the belt, um, but if him winning the belt can put um, Damian Priest into the main title scene and then Gargano drop it to someone else who could, you know, have the belt like Bronson Reed for one, I would love to see him with the belt. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. That aside, it was a good match. I liked it. Um, I knew something was happening because I made a Twitter post. I was like, there is a oddly placed X with tape on the ground, just randomly, meaning it's not going to be random, and it wasn't random. Um, Yeah, I thought the match was fine. I'm pretty sure the guy who helped Gargano win was Austin Theory. I'm pretty sure it was. So we'll see what, what happens. I, the I'm not. Is Austin that tall? I don't think so. And I think that's Indy. Well, no. So the um person that helped 
Gargano was a guy. The person that helped um, Candice LeRae, that was a girl. But you can clearly tell that was a guy that helped him because you can see the full muscly buff pecs. And then when you watch the match with Io, you can clearly tell by the shape that it was a girl. Wait, didn't Austin Theory, like, quit on TV, though, or something? Yeah, but that was for storyline. He, like, quit for storyline after he had his match with Johnny Gargano. He quit. But if you go back and look, you can clearly tell um, that was a guy. And I think if they wanted to make it seem like it was Indy helping both, they could have just had um, Indy come out there and help uh, Gargano because all that person did was give him the pipe to hit him. Um, So if it was supposed to be a female for both and they could only use Indy for one of them, they had plenty of females they could have dressed up. But if you like look back at it, it was it was it was clearly. In my opinion, it was clearly a guy that helped Gargano. Because if you look at the person who helped Io, the body types were not the same. No. I I wish Austin Theory like would quit for real. Like his ass can go home. I won't I won't miss him. Fucking go home too. Um. But yeah, we had that match. Uh, what else was next? So. What else was after? Fantasma coming out with the Rey Mysterio inspired gear. Yes. That was awesome. And funnily enough, Ray still has that gear because he posted it. That gear. Okay, so if y'all don't know, like the kid lens here, we don't know what we're talking about. What was it? Halloween Havoc 1996, Nicole? I want to say 96. I can't remember. But at a Halloween Havoc in the late 90s, it was a match of Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. And Rey wore this purple suit to go with the movie The Phantom that had came out in movie theaters this, that year. Not only is this suit iconic as hell, but this is actually pro- this this match between Guerrero and Mysterio at Halloween Havoc. This is considered one of one of the best matches WCW had ever put on ever in that whole company's existence and brian zane did a wrestling with regret uh old school wrestling pay-per-view flashback thing sorry i don't remember the full name of it but i watched that match again and then i went on the network and rewatched the full match and oh, that's probably I, I love luchador wrestling but that that very iconic Rey Mysterio gear, and I think the fact that Phantasma paid him respect with that that shows how how the Mysterio family is respected in luchador wrestling, just not in WWE, like all over the world. Who did he wrestle? I forgot. <laughs> Shit. Jake Atlas. Yeah, that was actually a really good match. I liked it. I, you know, nothing. I know what Janae's waiting to talk about. She wants to talk about her bae, Dexter Loomis. Oh, Jesus. I did not see that match. So I want to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't see that match because right when, um, because I was having problems with my channel. Like, it was, we would stutter and then the audio went out. And then right when um, that match started, my channel completely went to shit. And so I, so I, yeah, it went completely went to shit. So I had a call or to go and talk to a tech and was like, Hey, 
my channel's fucking up. And then they finally fixed it. But when they finally fixed it, it was right at the time that he had like came back into the ring and was basically, he basically lost. So I completely missed that whole match. That whole match was fucking, I liked it because it was a, it was a cinematic match. It was done well. William Regal always has the best I'm so over this shit facial expressions. I need to learn that from him more. <laughs> and uh, the whole thing was like a fucking horror movie because I'm talking with them in our group chat. And uh, Tiff hates horror movies. She she can't watch them. She hates them. And the whole time, even I'm screaming, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Poor Tiff. I liked it. I thought it was well done. And then um, Dexter Loomis looks like my brother with a mustache. So that kind of creeps me out for a little bit. Not gonna lie. Um, Nicole, what'd you think of it? I thought it was so entertaining. I thought it was so funny. Um, I just really liked it. I just thought it was funny. And it was just, it was like a good light-hearted thing. Keep the hall. It, it it matched up with Halloween Havoc perfectly, and the z- zombie thoughts. That's all I can say. Zombie thoughts. They needed to get paid. So hey. Eh. Alright, so main event for Halloween Havoc. Uh, we missed Rhea and. Oh. Uh, you can talk about that. I think my kiddo just woke up. Hang on. So, so did you, were you able to see that, Janae, or was that? No, yeah. I, um, I saw it. Luckily, when they fixed my channel, for some reason, it was like three or four minutes behind. So I actually got to saw that match. I thought that was a, that was a dope ass match. I, I loved it a lot. I mean, I knew Rhea was going to win, but Honestly, yeah, before I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing Dakota and um, Raquel in a tag team. Now I just kind of want to see Raquel go a singles route because I think she she can do it. She did so well in that match. Like, I was so proud of her. I'm like, so Dakota's not the star. She is. Because there's not a whole lot of women on that roster that can hold their own with Rhea Ripley. It was ragdoll- ragdolling Rhea Ripley. Like, she weighed nothing. My uh, my husband said this. He goes, so you know how they always just talk about like how two big guys like just fight, and sometimes you just see what's called a hoss fight. I said, yeah. He goes, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing two women that are equally matched who can at least wrestle go up against each other. Like he was watching it from his hotel room at work. He's like, this is actually really good. Like he was impressed by it, and I was like, ooh, okay. But she did. She did really good, and I want Raquel to to be pushed away from Dakota because her just being like the second hand is not helping her. She needs to be pushed to do singles to a single run. Yeah, I think she'd be great. I think she'll work um, perfectly in it. To me, she has the look. She has the build. Like honestly, I if if they're like, okay, you have to like send someone from NXT 
to the main roster and then take someone from the main roster and drop them back into NXT or the PC. I'd be like, switch with Nia Jax pronto. Mm-hmm. Maybe switch her with Nia Jax. She has to go on a tag team. Put her with Shayna Baszler. I would see that all day, every day. Hell yeah. Um, put, her in, put her in a tag team with Rhea. Yeah. I, I was just kind of like, either of them can like step on me. <laughs> Throw me over your shoulder, Amazon woman, and take me to Valhalla. Like, <laughs> yeah, put me in your lap and then just, just, just cuddle me. That's that's well, all. I want them to do other things. I will. Oh. Okay. All right. Fun I fact I didn't realize people were attracted to Rhea Ripley until I was seeing it on my timeline, and. There were quite a few people, it was a funny, it was quite a few girls, they were like, she looks, they were like, she's breathtaking. She's very attractive. I'm they're not- like, I, I guess a few people saw it, met her over Royal Rumble, and they're like, this doesn't even do her justice on TV. And I was like, oh, that might be too much for me. Also, I could have been hot and bothered. For obvious reasons, because not because at McAfee, I don't care. I love that promo. I thought it was hilarious, and probably just how he enunciates it. And I feel like he just talks like that, anyways. Like the whole thing about Ridge Holland, like he was like, "Oh, I called Ridge. I'm like, man, I'm not using you good. You want some money?" Like I just thought that was so funny for some reason. And he was like, "I don't know why." Like I just thought that was so funny. Um, I think it's a good way to kind of like push um Oni um Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch because they deserve to be pushed more. Um because they kinda of need a mouthpiece, sort of. Um and oh, then yeah. there, was was another, there was another reason why Nicole's all hot and bothered yeah. on <laughs> it was the rep- it was right. the return of her gangster husband, Pete Dunn. That man beautiful. You, do you think Pete Dunn, like, is freaky in bed? I don't know. Oh. Do you think so? I think so. Everyone's yeah. like, I think he's, like, people are like, oh, I think he likes to choke. I think he likes to. So I'm like, you know, you could probably just, you know, be one of those guys who just wants to get it done. But who am I to kill your fantasy? I ain't, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I try not to look at the wrestlers and think of, you know, things like that with them. I try to, like, I don't, look I at don't all of them, but some some get objectified by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try not to objectify the wrestlers because, you know, I just feel uncomfortable doing that. So I try not to look at them and think of sexual ways that, you know, we could partake in activities. I just, you know, that's just not my style. I, I try not to do that either because I do respect the wrestler, but it's like Samoa Joe could just look at the camera and I'm just like, daddy, like, oh. I, I can't help it. <laughs> I need help. I need help for a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. Like, I'm not even going to fucking lie on that. But Pete has turned to the dark side. He's teamed up with Pat, uh, what's his fucking face? The annoying guy who came out dressed like Cobra Commander. 
what's his name? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. And yeah. I, a- I, I'm kind of curious on where this is going because Pete's never been anyone to be like a lackey. So I'm just kind of wondering what the hell's going on. I don't think so, it's a lackey thing. You can probably elaborate this to Janae. It's kind of like like a partnership. Yeah. Because you can tell, and I watch like the um, WWE.com clip, like he respects him a lot. And also, if you think about it, Pete Dunn has never liked Undisputed Era. Did you say Undisputed Era is the reason why he lost the tag titles or something like that? He During the match um, a long time ago, Roderick Strong basically turned his back on him and gave the title win to um, Kyle O'Reilly, and that's how they kind of formed Undisputed. So he's always had his issue with Undisputed, so it would make, because they, they needed someone to fill Rich Holland's shoes, because it's supposed to be Undisputed versus Rich Holland, um, Pat McAfee, Oni, and Lorkin, but since he got hurt, they needed to fill that spot, and I mean, he makes perfect sense, because he's never liked Undisputed anyway. Yeah, and he's kind of like done being a main player on Alex UK anyways. Right. He was supposed to be on regular NXT full-time before the pandemic hit. Anyways. And then we need to move on because I'm going to talk about Pete Dunne for a lot. But <laughs> it's okay. Right. I also like how he looks so great is because um, Pete Dunne is vegan. Really? Yes. I don't think a lot of people know that. A lot of all him, all three guys of British Strong Style are vegan. Um, I don't remember which one. Actually, quite a bit of the men's roster of NXT UK are vegan. Well, I can honestly say after visiting Europe, or the actual London when I was in high school, the meat there tastes fucking horrible. I don't know what the deal is, but I just need to know... Uh, what their diet is so I can look that fucking good, honestly. Yeah. So I just also think it's really cool because even Randy Orton found out, like, how great he looks. And this was, like, on NXT UK because he made his in the ring. Because he came back at NXT, he he looked great. But I think it was just, like, how he just, like, presented himself. Because, like, no one was, like, thought he would show up. And then he just swaggering down with, like, this cutoff and, like, his no socks. I don't know why they don't wear socks. I don't I don't understand it. Um, Seth has to wear socks. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, it's just about it. And shout out to Lovely Lavelle. We can move on to the main event. She was like, Pete Dunn is the sexiest questionable cat I've seen in my entire life. Sexiest questionable cat. That's fucking Shakespearean right there, man. Yeah, and I was really thought about it. I was like, wow, that is a perf that's like that is literally the perfect description of Pete Dunn. He's not ugly. But he's not like 
stereotypical. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like his features aren't stereotypical. Like, he has beautiful eyes. And they're yeah. like, but. Son's a very, very attractive just looking just man. Looks, he just looks so, so fucking mad. And then it's just like, and obviously, like, his teeth, they're going to make him fix his teeth eventually. They did it to Finn. They're going to make him. I think people forget Finn used to not have the greatest looking teeth for a very long time. Still, still. Looking like Chip Skylark here, like fucking Roman did when he got his teeth fixed. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with his mouth? Yeah, they need whoever did Finn's teeth should have done Roman's teeth. Because very natural looking, so hopefully they—that's the same person that when they ever, whenever they make fit, because I think they're going to, especially since like he's really like up to his physique, they're gonna be like, oh no, you, we got to do all of this. But he might be too powerful. Do we really want Pete to get his teeth fixed? <laughs> that too much. Teeth are the source of his power, or something. <laughs> well, you just can't have. Everything. You can't have, like, an amazing body and, like, a great move set, and then also be, like, a good human being and, like, a good dad and have, like, this great, like, have, like, this great characterization and, like, be ass and scared and then have perfect teeth. That's a lot going on. I mean, you you could. I mean, look, okay. Everybody here on that on this show, I cannot speak for every wrestling fan, but I know here on the show, all four of us have a thing for a man, whether it's on NXT roster or main event roster, that will possibly be able to kill somebody. But they're a little rough. Danae has Dexter Loomis. You have Pete. Tiff has Braun. I have Joe. Is certifiable. That's that's very questionable, but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying we all we all do it, and then we all we're all attracted to them for some some weird reason. We are attracted to them. I have this thing for Joe because back in the day he used to have this smile that looks like I'm about to eat your soul and kill your entire family. So you know, again, I need help in a lot of fucking ways. But let's, <laughs> we're going to finish up NXT here. So the main event for Halloween Havoc was a tables, ladders, and scare match. Oh, of, my. Of Io <laughs> Shirai and Candice. I got these wings using the scrap junk from Party City's dumpster, Loray. What the fuck were those wings that she was wearing? Like... Her outfit was just trash, but her performance was god tier. But Jesus Christ, what the fuck was she wearing? Also, okay, so her and Johnny Gargano, this is just my inner former emo kid self, they were wearing uh, gear inspired by Jack and Sally. And okay. the whole of Nightmare. I was, like, I saw that and I instantly, like, saw red. Like, I don't know why it pissed me off as much as it did, but for some reason it did. And I'm just like, fuck these guys. Who the fuck do they are? But this match was fucking 
amazing. I we really didn't get a whole well no because we got two scares is when Candace pulled out the body parts she screamed and then like Candace nearly dying when she got pushed off the ladder. That was scary. <laughs> but that that whole match was was really good. Um, Io Shirai is that bitch who will take an arm and beat another bitch with it. So I respect her for that. And I kind of like the fact that they're building something. That it was Shotzi who, because the, the ghost face came out again. And they were trying to distract, they were trying to make help Candace win. But it was Shotzi who had not wrestled all night. She came down and she was the one who like put a stop to the interference and, you know, beat the shit out of Ghostface. And uh, then they have that interview with her like, hey, so like backstage, they're like, why'd you do that? And she's like, I'm not going to have this on my show. I'm tired of Candice LeRae's shenanigans. And I'm like, ooh, shenanigans. I think they're trying to set up where Shotzi is. Shotzi wants to be the one who takes the title off of EO. And to be honest, I wouldn't be mad. Because she even says it in the interview. I have mad respect for EO. I'm tired of the way Candice was trying to play her game. And I was just like, okay. So they're going to set it up to be EO versus Shotzi. I have no problem with this at all. I'm cool with it too. I enjoyed the match they had before. So if this if this is the route that they're going, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Nicole, meanwhile, was just tweeting. She's like, women's wrestling. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, That's it. That's the tweet. Candice LeRae. Candice is hardcore. I miss that champ. But we will drag Candice LeRae up and down the street about her hair, her her butt, her shitty wings. But like I said, and I will always say this, Candice LeRae is leaps and bounds the best wrestler in her household. Period. I will say that till I'm blue in my face. I would say that in front of both of them. I like you, Johnny, sometimes when you're a face. I don't like you now when you're here. And also, you've been there too long. But this is besides the point. I will set, I will be grudgingly cheer for you because you are from Cleveland. I cannot help that. We are built that way. That is just something that we do. <laughs> we don't. But it happens. So there's that. But your wife is the best, is the better wrestler. And I think he knows that. I feel like he would say that. But it's true, though. No lies to spot. Because when she was falling, I was like, oh, oh, oh. I said, oh, my God, she's falling on her knees, her knees, her knees, her knees. I was like, oh, she bounced up off of her knees that high. I was like, and he, when he came out, and I'm like, is this like, kayfabe or is he like i'm gonna go check on her yeah i saw that too and i was like is she is she hurt for real she's fine but that's i don't know i don't know what the fuck she's she's this tiny little woman i feel like she's literally what is wolverine made out of animantium i feel like that's 
whole body. Cause she's she's taking some really major bumps, uh, not in NXT, but I've, like stuff I watched her in before. And I'm like, how is this tiny little woman just getting back up? Like I would I would just be laying on the ground for a while, I'd be like, nope, I'm good. Just you know, pull me out of the ring and roll me under until I can feel my legs again. Like <laughs> she still has my favorite cell of the lumbar check of all time. Oh my god, that was so that great. Shit, her ass flying. I was uh, like. Uh, I was very jealous. I didn't see that live. Um, R.I.P. to P.W.G. Uh, and I don't know if that's me. This is really why I like one of the main things I love about watching wrestling live is the hearing, hearing the bumps. That's what I also really enjoyed about wrestling school. Like I love the sounds. Because I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I'm. Uh, Seattle for a little bit. I went to 321 Battleground in Seattle where they hold weekly shows. It was so, so good. Oh, to hear that sound on that bump, I'll be like, oh, yes. I'll oh. chug after it. It's like, it's like when you're uh, a tattoo junkie. Like, you just love getting tattoos and you hear the tattoo needle turn on and you're just like, I'm here for, I'm going to have a good time. Like, I don't care where it's at. You just hear that needle and you're like, Ah, I'm home, you know? <laughs> I, even my memory for war games, like some of my most distinct memory of war games is like the sound of the rings because there was two of them. I so, remember going that, to WCW Nitro and it was like the first wrestling event I had ever been to. And I don't remember who it was, but the first person who I heard get slammed down on that mat, I was like, I was hooked. I, like, I, I needed to hear that sound more. It was, it was so cool. Yeah. But, um, women's wrestling is so good at NXT, but, um, we'll move on to a company that's women's division isn't really that great, and that is AEW. I did not watch AEW. I flat out told them I am watching Halloween Havoc this week, but I do have some clip notes about AEW. Full um, gear higher though. Well, there is a problem with full gear. Uh-oh. But we'll get into that in a second. So basically what you need to know about AEW is that the number one contender qualifying match happened and now at full gear it will be omega versus kenny omega versus adam page um who couldn't see that coming first of all um uh, kenny, okay so i just want to ask nicole because you you watch new japan more than than i ever have mm-hmm. was kenny omega's entrance ever this fucking extra where he's got girls and like I don't even know what you fucking call those kind of bathing suits, but he's got like girls with the with the brooms and they're sweeping and I'm just like what? Oh uh, oh no! What the fuck even, is this? That, that's not even in the same ballpark. Okay. They used to be more extra, and that's oh. the one thing. And and that was also kind of very synonymous with like his cleaner gimmick. I give um Kenny Omega. Well, some business, but he is the best. Him and Hangman are the best wrestlers out of the elite. 
I almost that is something I will never take away from Kenny Omega. I think he's an, a fantastic in ring performer, and he's amazing at ring psychology. Um, I just don't like his gimmick from time to time. I don't like him. I know I'm not like a Kenny Omega fan unless he's the cleaner, if that makes sense. Yeah. Other than that, I don't give a shit. He's transition. He's slowly transitioning back to a cleaner, so I can sort. I can get behind him again. But once he's done with that, I can't be behind him anymore, and I have to wait. It's like a cycle. It's kind of like a period. If, like, it comes back, it's like, hey, okay. But, and then when it's gone, it's like, all right, whatever. Once you come back, I'll, we'll, we'll chill. But that's how I feel about Kenny Omega. That That's not even fucking close with it. His, I honestly recommend, what Wrestle Kingdom was it? It was the most elaborate bullshit I've seen in my entire life and this is saying something for New Japan because New Japan is very it's very drag very pageantry um entered uh, one where he and, came out as the Terminator no it was another one. I have to find I'll send it to you but I it was a Wrestle Kingdom I can't I it's gonna fucking bother me I'll send it to you either tonight or tomorrow once I remember which Wrestle Kingdom it is so this isn't even close um I'm obviously everyone saw the match coming from a mile away, especially when we saw that they were on opposite ends of the bracket. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited for full gear for some reason. I don't know why. I just think it's, I think everything sounds good to me. And then we can, and then you, and we can elaborate that more, but also did you guys, I love the title cards. Cause you know, I love match cards and I love match graphics. The match graphics are dope. Like that's one oh. of the things I give to AEW. They do really good match graphics. Um, but is that but that, that's what I can really get. I'm actually more pissed off that Orange Cassidy's on the buy-in. That's what I'm mad about. Uh, I I got I got a problem with the way they're they're doing stuff with Cassidy. But go go ahead, Nicole. Before I don't know. I. Honestly, if it had to be someone, I'd rather be him than a women's match. Even though low-key the women's match should be on the buy-in because no one cares about it. And that's the fault. And that's not the fault of any of the performers. That's Booking's fault. They haven't even built it. Like, they really, they didn't really build the match. So it's like, okay, we're getting Cheetah against Nyla. And it's just like, great to build a story to make me want to watch it. What they should have done, they should have if they should have done an open challenge. They should have just been like, Sheeta is going to Sheeta is opening a full uh, open challenge for any for any woman to come in on full gear and she will defend her world title. I felt like that would have been so much that would have been so much more interesting and it and that's something that you could do that's still kind of cool. Without building a storyline. Like I've been saying that she should do open challenge matches. And I'm just like, she's sitting in the audience. Your women's champion is sitting in the audience watching everyone else wrestle. And it's like, she should have something. Not just sitting in the audience. The the last good women's feud they had didn't even have the champion in it. And it was Big Swole versus Britt Baker. 
they need to just hurry up and put the belt on Britt, in my opinion. I'm I'm tired of Sheeta, and I, I, I'm I'm gonna keep something up to myself, and then we can move on because I I don't want to spend more time on AEW's women's division. There's no there's no use beating a dead horse. Um. Then so, okay. I need you guys to figure this one out for me, okay? So Darby Allen is the one going up against Cody for the TNT title. I'm not, I'm just, that's what I'm calling it. Because there's too many T's involved and I am not getting my tongue twisted up for it. Fuck that. So please explain to me why the last couple weeks he has been having matches with Orange Cassidy. Now, I love me some orange. Don't get me wrong. I love him. I love him before they started this push. I loved him when he was in the indies. He's a pretty cool guy. I like him. In fact, my husband wanted to go for him as Halloween this year. Oh, he's up. He, he's going to do it next year. He wants to He wants to lose some weight. So he, he wants to try to tone up a little bit. I love him because he's a big dude. But that's just me. Um, I do. I, I like big guys. And it's just like. What was what was he doing the other night? Oh, one of our friends were were giving him shit because I shared a picture online of me and him from like ten years ago because we've been married for eight and we dated for two. And you know, shit changes when you have a kid, metabolism falls down. And one of our friends thought it would be funny to say, Oh wow, our Alexis hasn't left you yet because of your weight. And I shot back. I was like, what the fuck? Because they thought it was funny. And he, my husband, I love this dude. And I think this is why I love Samoa Joe so damn much, because he's very quick. He goes, well, you know what they say about big guys? They love to eat. My wife has never complained about that. I was like, I love you. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm like, you're a hell of a lot nicer than me, but. I guess that's, that's, that's so funny. But I, I love him, but he wants, he wants to try to trim up a little bit before he tries to get more capacity. Anyway, um, so. Love you. Um, I don't understand. Anyway, he is, so him, <laughs> Cody and Orange Cassidy have been going back and forth and they've been putting on these amazing like barn burner matches well basically it's just cassidy carrying the whole fucking match in my opinion but again darby allen is the one who's supposed to be facing cody he is the number one contender for the tv tv title so please explain to me how the week before they had a really close match where if it wasn't for the time limit, Cassidy would have won. And then this week, they had a lumberjack match, which it just imploded, I think. But I don't remember because I was watching Halloween Havoc. But I'm just wondering if you're building, if, if Darby's supposed to be your number one contender and all that this little emo boy is doing is sitting up in the rafters trying to be like Sting, uh, Crow Sting, and you're putting in Orange Cassidy doing all the work. Why the fuck are you not facing Cassidy at full gear? Why are you facing Darby? Because as far as I'm concerned, if this is the workhorse title, 
shouldn't that be going to Cassidy? Because he's been busting his ass putting on these matches. Um, I thought that myself, too. Um, I, again, I honestly, and I know there's AW fans that are going to be upset with me saying this, and, oh, I have a cookie left over. And Cody fans are going to be upset with me saying this. I, he should never have the title to begin with. I honestly believe he put that title on himself because he made that stipulation that he couldn't challenge for the main title. And so when they got that title in, he put it on himself when here's a list of people he could have put that title on. Um, my whole thing is where I bring back to the win-loss record and them saying, like, belts are going to mean something and yada, yada, yada. Technically, um, Cassidy should have never even had a second title shot. But they gave him another one. And now we're going to have one with Darby Allen. And I'm just like, I haven't really seen a story being built on that. And the other one is like, so you have a lumberjack match on Dynamite, but then you're going to have a regular match on, you know, the pay-per-view. So it's just, I, they're just doing a lot of things that's not what they're saying that they're going to do as far as like win-loss records and making sure like people are getting just dues or whatever. So I don't know why they keep doing it. And that's my other issue where it's like he had like, they gave Orange Cassidy basically the spotlight and now he's on the buy-in, which I kind of get where it's like him and John Silver to have people watch the buy-in, but it's just like, that's kind of a storyline where it's like Dark Order costs Orange Cassidy the match. You could just put that on the pay-per-view. Because you only have four matches so far, so you could technically put that on the pay-per-view. Well, Arn also technically caused Cassidy to win, because after Dark Order got a hold of him, Arn hit him with something. I, I don't remember. But, Nicole, you'll be happy to know that Austin Gunn is going to get a lot more TV time, because now he's been, Cody had basically adopted him and his dad into the Nightmare family. Mm. Well, at least get- in the nightmare family okay so you have someone hold up fingers we have cody we have brandy we have dustin it's of course mm-hmm. fingers. those all people and are so those people make sense okay there's Where's also they- one guy that's got signed to the nightmare family he's like a black indie wrestler i can't remember his name he just got signed to them too who huh was it that guy who was supposed to be in the six-man tag with Mox before Archer got COVID? It's not Will Cobbs. Um, it's he's he's been on. Um, let me see if I can look it up. And we can continue talking while I do that. He was on. He's been doing a lot of AEW Dark uh, matches. Dude, I don't even watch Dark anymore. It's at this point you got two hours, and this sounds like a cop out, but. It's two hours of filler matches, and then you watch AEW Dynamite, and it's two hours. And I'm just like, I can't give four hours of my life to AEW anymore. I really can't. It's like two and a half hours. That's their their fucking second show right there. If they're going to make Dark that long, in my opinion. Lee Johnson. He's 22 years old. Lee Johnson. Yeah. So he's in the Nightmare Family? He's in the Nightmare Family, yeah. So okay, so so how many people is that right now? That's four. QT Marshall, I think, is still part of it, even though I haven't seen his ass on TV in in a hot minute. Yeah, he's in it. 
Oh, Allie. I thought Allie was back with Blade and Butcher. She, I don't know. I honestly, I think they they never should have signed her. I think she was fucking useless. Um, but that's also another conversation. Um, who else? Red Velvet's probably gonna be a nightmare family. Mm. When you think about it, I don't. I don't. I, I don't like. I said I don't watch this for Cody and them. So was that six people? Something like that. Do we say Art Anderson? Yeah. Um, and then Austin and Billy Gunn. So that's eight fucking people. Eight or eight, nine fucking people. Yeah. There was a women's match. Serena Deb. She is the new NWA women's champion. Um, I will give I will give Serena Deb this. According to uh, what they said on commentary. She won the match of Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa's pitcher was still on the title. Mm-hmm. She had won the title from Thunder Rosa, which I watched the match. That was a fucking awesome match. I will give that. Is, am I mad that Thunder Rosa lost? Yeah, but I'm a Thunder Rosa fan. Go figure. But apparently she jumped right on the plane after beating her and flew to Jacksonville for AEW. So I will give that woman that the respect she deserves just for doing that. So big, big props to her. I cannot tell you who she wrestled though. It was it was a squash match, but it was a good match. Layla Hirsch. Mm-hmm. And then okay, I promise this is the last thing I'm ever gonna fucking say about Chris Jericho. They had this goddamn town hall meeting that took up way too much time, and they were asking people in the AEW locker room should eight should MJF join the inner circle and it was such a fucking waste of time and i'm gonna give it up to uh ortiz was it ortiz i can't remember one of the members of pride and powerful jumped on the mic and he's like you know what this is he's basically was saying everything i was saying he's like this is good we know you're want to be part of this blah 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 we know why you're doing it and then um him and Sammy, he's like, you know, Sammy, we don't want to And they're like, Jericho's not in here. And I don't know what this, he was talking to the other member of Friend of Powerful. He's like, I don't know who he, what he, his page is on. But he's like, me and Sammy are going to take you and Morlow on in a tag match. And it's like the stipulation of the match with MJF versus Chris Jericho is that if MJF wins, he joins the inner circle. That is the only thing on the line. Again, and I really wish it would stop happening to MJF because he doesn't deserve this. This was the other, I believe, this was again the lowest ranking time on AEW this week. This was a waste of time that could have gone to a match. But instead, you have them. You have the wrestlers coming up here asking them questions. You have Eric Bischoff coming for some weird ass reason. Get Tony Schiavone telling Chris Jericho to shut up. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Tony. I I love you. You can just do that for the rest of his career. I would appreciate that. Uh, I actually got some news about Tony Schiavone. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um. Uh, 
But do you know how the WWE tends to have, and then we'll get back to, well, this gets into the news. But you know how, like, WWE has this really bad habit of when someone passes away, they get put into the Hall of Fame because they they didn't like them in real life. And then they're like, hey, they're gone. We can put them in the Hall of Fame now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Tony, mm-hmm. Bonnie has That if anything happens to him and he passes, he does not want to be put in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, good. Go. Would they even put him in there? Well, and this is like no shade, but well, I was, feel like he's done more. Yes, he did a lot for ECW and shit, but um, and this is me just being probably gonna sound shady, but like. I feel like there's so many other people besides Tony that they could like they could put in there that I don't saying that because you know they'll they'll take it they'll try to be like oh you know WCW blah 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 and apparently they offered this is what Tony Schiavone said so take this with a grain of salt if you if you don't believe it according to what I was reading Tony was offered a job for WWE once WCW closed down, he said no. And according to Tony Schiavone, WWE did not like being told no. So they were trying, again, rumor, he believes that they were trying to get him blackballed from other wrestling promotions that were going on at the time. No, I wouldn't I'm, shock I'm like, I'm like, it wouldn't shock me, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, what other major wrestling promotions were going on at the time, you know? Because was TNA really even TNA really at their peak then? Were they really like that? No, because they were... Because he was on the indies for a while, like, and this is no shade to Tony. I don't think Tony Silvani is that great on on commentary. I think he's way better at interviewing. I liked him in WCW when he was with Bobby Heenan and Dusty Rhodes. God bless both their souls. Him. Because he was the he was the street man. Because you had Dusty, who was the face guy. You had Heenan, who was the heel guy. Which I'm kind of seeing now on WWE with like Samoa Joe and all of them on commentary on Raw. You have the face guy, you have the heel guy, and people can switch during matches. Or and and then you know here's um here's Tom. He's like the straight guy. He's the middleman. He's the one that has to literally sit between these two idiots and like just try to do his work while they're going off about some some weird bullshit. Like that that's what I I miss that. And him, Tony and Dusty were very very worked very very well together. And I miss I just miss good wrestling commentary. I really fucking do. Like can we just make can we get Taz off of AEW Dark for God's sakes? Like he's, he's the next one I want to get blocked by. I want to get blocked by Taz. <laughs> Jesus, Taz is so corny. That's not even like worth it. Uh, well, he's well, just he's just so fucking lame. Like he's so corny. Well, it doesn't take much for people to get blocked. So we'll see after this episode gets put up um, if we get blocked at all. But that's that's pretty much what happened in AEW. Now the news of AEW 
is that Full Gear has not been selling as well as they had hoped. The numbers that buy so far for people buying it in advance are not good. And I guess they are trying to sell X limited amount of tickets for people to go see Full Gear, but tickets are not being sold well either. And I'm just like, well, maybe if you guys actually did something, it would make sense. But I don't know. What do you guys think of this, of Full Gear, or what AEW did this week? And then we can move on. Uh, I mean, you guys know where I, like, they have good wrestling. They just need to use, so I posted in the pod, I posted their roster. They have a huge roster. And last night, um, me, Tiff, and Don, we were having a Zoom call, and I did a share screen. And we went to the AEW roster because we were showing Don about it. And we just went through and we were just like, you see this person on Dynamite. You see this person on Dynamite. You see this person on Dark. You don't see this person at all. And it's just like the the people that have the majority of screen time on AEW is either ex-WWE or they're like actually part of the company. And then you have the ones that are like sprinkled here and there. Then you have everyone else on dark, and it's just like it's starting to get really old. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to watch AEW to see ex WWE wrestlers. We, I want to, I want to see the indie stuff. So I'm not really excited. Say what? No, we had an episode one night. Um, it's a bonus episode where I got drunk, and then I screamed. I was we were doing this, and me and Tiff and Nicole were just ranking on the uh. AEW roster. Oh yeah, we yeah we talked about that so many times. Yeah, so like I'm not really too keen on this buy-in. Like I, me personally, I don't understand. I didn't like the fact the Bucks were just like, well, if we don't win the tag titles, we can never challenge for the tag team titles ever again. And I'm just like, and I was like, you guys back yourself into a corner with this because if you lose. You're, then you're going to have to find a way to, like, make a loophole to challenge for the titles or to get a title shot or to get the titles, or you win. And I'm like, that's really stupid because you and the FTR, you don't need the belt to have a really good match, and you have other tag teams that could have been holding the belt, and you guys still could have had your thing. So I'm just like, they're just doing everything ass backwards. I'm still mad that fucking Jurassic Express has not had those titles. Well, the thing about it is, if we go back to win-loss record, the yeah. Young Bucks there's like four or five other teams, I believe, above them with a win-loss record better than theirs that should be getting title shots. The Young Bucks should not be getting title shots. Well, we all know why the Young Bucks are getting title shots. Come on. Hell, I wish I could get signed to a wrestling company after a joke that happened two years ago on a web sh- on a web series that only their fans watch. Did I say that out loud? <clears throat> I mean, it's true. I don't. I can't watch. Oh, what's that bullshit? Oh, being elite. I don't have time for it. There like, was. 
I don't. I barely, I don't like watching Raw half the time, but I do for engagement reasons. Um, I'm not going to watch Dark because I'd rather literally watch, it comes on the same night as Impact. I'd rather watch Impact. That's an actual show. Impact. I'm not watching fucking two and a half hours of literally just matches that are never going to, that barely get referenced on TV. Or don't get referenced. There's no point. Impact is wildin' because Rosemary and Johnny Bravo, or however his name's Johnny Bravo, I'm calling him Johnny Bravo, went to set to get married, and then the lights went out, and you heard a gunshot, and Johnny Bravo's bleeding all over the floor, and I'm just like, this is fucking cool. Like, this is entertainment. Like, they're gonna do this whole murder mystery thing, because, ugh. I, I love Taya it. Valkyrie's Lydia dress was so looked so cute on her. Uh, so did anything happen on Impact real quick? Gonna kill us. Uh, um, I don't remember because I was like half asleep. Um, it was really good. I liked it. I remember I liked this um uh, episode a lot better than last week. Last the previous week rather. I was the previous week was just not it for me. Um. Uh, just it was just entertaining in general. I don't remember what happened. I just remember that because that was so funny. Uh, I, Impact. I think Impact is definitely catching up. And while everyone's worried about AEW taking over WWE or trying to be the top spot, they really need just to be looking out for Impact because Impact is back with a vengeance. And this is this is the Impact I remember watching, like back in the TNA days. So it needs to get a shit together. Well, guys, we got to stop here because on our podcast, we can only do up to two hours of content and the girls went in this week, but we have our next episode ready, locked and loaded. This is going to be our wrestling news and they're going to give you all of the tea on what happened in the wrestling community. And that'll be our next podcast, which should be playing right after this one. So if you guys want to follow us on social media, don't forget to follow us at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. We give you our weekly recaps on wrestling, what happened on each show on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and I'm going to start including AEW as well. We are also posting information and news on Instagram. So make sure you follow us. And we have our interactive side of Instagram where we want you guys to interact and let us know what you thought of the episode or comment on the topic that we had this week and you can always follow us and find us on twitter at d4 oh no at down for the count 19 on twitter and that's where the girls have the most fun on the twitter on the twitters and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of down for the count like i said don't forget to look out for the wrestling news episode which is coming up next and i'll be in the next episode for sure next week for down for the count thank you guys for listening and i'll see you guys next time